Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. me, John. also got my boy, Alex. Hi. And Josh. What's up? And who we also have with us is a lot to talk about. But first, how was your weekend? How was it? It was good. John, what's the name of this podcast anyway? Uh, The Final Fantasy Podcast. There Welcome back. I sang it at the beginning. It's fine. Everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun little fantasy week. Uh, Alex got a big win. Two and one. Uh, Josh, currently undefeated. My team, all the rankings look really good, but can't seem to get a win. Uh, one and two so far this season. Still scoring some points, but just can't get over the hump. Uh, also, was playing a guy who had Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett, so that didn't work out too well. Yeah, Alex, any thoughts on your matchup from last week? Big win. Close win. Really close. Didn't think I was going to get it. It was between, uh, I was up, I think, five and a half points, and the opponents had, uh, who's... Uh, uh, Baltimore's tight end, yeah. Mark which, Andrews. Which one? Yeah, Mark Andrews. There's so many. Not Nick Boyd. Yeah, all he had he was like five points or something. Five and a half? He got three and a half. <laughs> I, mean, draw, I mean, he was draw. He dropped oh, the 15. Yeah, he I dropped watched that game, yeah. and he kept dropping, like, wide open. I was like, okay, that's it. I can be done watching the game. <clears throat> he kept dropping him. Well, I thought, honestly, that he must have gotten hurt, because, I mean, I know Nick Boyle, the other tight end, one of their many tight ends, he caught a touchdown. Well, late. he was, I mean, Andrews yeah. was on the field most of the game. Yeah, but he, cause he was kind of limping after that yeah. drop touchdown pass. So I, I, I kind of, it was, for me, I knew I was already going to lose. I needed Marquise Brown to uh, have, like, four huge touchdowns and for Travis Kelsey to die in order to win. So, yeah. and even his death probably wouldn't have helped that too much. But um, Well, it wasn't quite the <laughs> shootout that everybody thought, which helped me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Keeping it away from Andrews. <clears throat> well, it was but... weird seeing Baltimore just look totally, absolutely out of sorts, and I think it all just kind of starts with not being able to establish a run game. Mm-hmm. And also, Josh, I was going to ask you, like, so far this year, like, the scoring has been ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's been absolutely ridiculous. I haven't looked at any, like, records or anything, but, I mean, if there is a record through three games, this has got to be pretty close. Do you think, I was saying the other day, do you think it's something to do with quarterbacks just being able to make calls at the line and not having to use a silent count because there's no fans in the stadium. No, I, I think that's absolutely it. I think, you know, it's so much easier to call audibles at the line and when you're down in the red zone, you don't have, you know, 80,000 fans screaming down upon you. in your face. Um, it really gives these high-powered offenses like Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs a definite advantage, I think, yeah. not, not really having anyone to, uh, in, the fa- in the stands to shout at you, so... But the audio they play in the stadiums is re. I mean, it's it's pumped into the the stadiums, right? Yeah, they're pumping it. I know they're pumping. Didn't it Green Bay have to use a silent count at one point last week? I didn't see. That's like what they that. said on on Fox and the, or um, NBC. Yeah, it seems like they were kind of doing whatever they wanted. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but no, it was. Uh, I don't know. It's just been a crazy. I mean, especially looking at all these fantasy numbers. I mean, especially for quarterbacks, it's insane. I mean. It, I, you know, a little later in the in the cast, we'll kind of talk about some some guys. But I mean, Josh Allen coming out like a record-setting pace. Russell Wilson setting a record for touchdowns through three games, um, pretty easily against Dallas. But I mean, you just got to think our defense is really this like 
overmatched because of not having you know a full off season, or is it just because you know a quarterback can just walk up to the line and kind of do whatever they want, um, and you know not have to you know bark out orders or you know plug their ears to hear anything coming in, calls coming in. So I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. But... I think it's kind of playing with uh, you know the rules skewing more toward offenses and projecting quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, there have been some good defenses, and Kansas City's performance on Monday was no. yeah, insane. pretty good defensively yeah. against, you know, a crazy good offense. Mm-hmm. And the, the other factor, too, is, you know, these offenses that have been together for a while, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, you know, they have, um, they, they had, they, the defenses didn't have an offseason to prepare, basically. Yeah. So I think you're seeing part of that play out too. Yeah, I think their chemistry being staying together has been, you know, yeah. uh, important. Well, that game in specific, I mean, that was kind of the biggest game of the year. Everyone kind of assumes it's the AFC Championship matchup. I think half, at least half of us said it was, if not all. But um, we, you know, Pat Mahomes is great. Obviously, <laughs> dude's legit. Um, the Baltimore uh, watching Lamar Jackson kind of struggle. It is a weird because I mean I especially you know fantasy wise I have Mark Ingram that pick isn't panning out but really no backs there are I mean the best running back on the team is Lamar Jackson but um, it, it's kind of weird watching him struggle especially like playing a team like that that can just put up gobs of points so fast like Baltimore just seems like one of those teams that like if you stop them from establishing a run game by putting up a lot of points early you can you can take them down pretty easily I mean Lamar Jackson started moving the ball a lot better and. You know, but at that point it was just it was too late. I mean, their defense got that that turnover, and I believe they got a, a turnover on downs, but don't do anything with it. I mean, that game was just I don't know. It, it had a lot of hype, but I mean, you know, honestly, if that is the AFC Championship, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kansas City's probably going to another Super Bowl at this point. But yeah, you know, a lot of season say. left. You know, a lot of season left. But yeah, the took the my biggest takeaway from that game for Lamar Jackson was you know they talked about in the offseason how they want to get him throwing more and they do throw a lot in that game um, partially because they couldn't get the run offense going but you saw the frustration I think on Lamar Jackson too he didn't really get a lot of help from his teammates I remember there was a throw to Hollywood Brown that just sailed way over his oh, head. Yeah. He was wide open by, you know, five yards. I, I watched uh, watched those go, and you know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson puts a little less mustard on those. I, uh, you know, may have one, honestly, with the with the bonuses we have in our scoring. But, but you're still seeing some of the rough edges around Lamar Jackson on, on you know, the passing game, and I think it showed itself last night. Yeah, I mean, they had, what, 46 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. Not good. Uh, it was an ugly, uh, ugly effort, uh, and eighteen of twenty-nine. Yeah, then Jim Jackson had his career low. Yeah, ninety-seven mm-hmm. passing yards. Well, yeah, it's it was not good. And actually, no, let's go down. That was his week four projection I'm reading. Yeah, he went fifteen of twenty-eight, ninety-seven yards, a touchdown late, fumbled. Did have he did add eighty-three yards on nine carries? So I mean that helps, but. I believe the person in our league that had Lamar Jackson ended up losing by like two points or something. Yeah. And Baltimore went back on offense at the end of the game, and I was like, all right, yeah, like, if you're going to do it. And, gonna... and he took a knee with the th- I mean, yeah. they had no chance of winning. So yeah. I guess why risk, you know, getting anybody hurt unnecessarily? But I, you know, I was like, all right, because he, he was you know, 97. I'm like, okay, three more yards, that's a point. If he, you know, hits the middle of the field or something, like maybe he can, you know, take a win. But our, our old friend Ryan, uh, <laughs> Mr. Suck, uh, loses again. <laughs> Oh, real punching bag of the league. For those of you who don't, we uh, had a year. Alex is our commissioner, and uh, one year he changed all of our team names preseason to our first name, and then the word sucks. 
and our friend Ryan didn't change the name throughout the entire season. Like, I don't even know if he noticed it. If I'm being oh, he noticed it. He, he would have had to, right? But uh, So Ryan sucks. Uh, he's changed it a few times since then. But Ryan sucks is the one that's really you know, going to happen. He did suck that year real bad. But that's the one that will live, live on forever, ever, ever. Uh, Josh, your team, another big win, 3-0. Any thoughts on your squad? You're a... Um, squad this year. Well, um, coming back, coming from behind. My running back, starting running back situation is a little bit iffy. Yeah, you know, most. Of, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I could be worse, but you know, Gurley kind of snuck away with a, a touchdown that salvaged his um, his his game. Uh, Mixon, yeah. his uh, Joe Mixon. You know, he's getting the touches, but they are just not using him in that offense in in a you know, valuable way yet. Um, this is sort of the same thing that happened last year where he yeah. started off really slow, and I think the second half he was, you know, RB5 or something. He finished strong last year. Um, so, um, you know, I, I'm showing some patience. Gurley, I'm trying to offload as yeah. soon as I can. And he um, had his best week this week. Um, you know, a lot of that coming. I mean, it, it was, I guess, the Atlanta-Chicago game. My God. But um, had his best week, got in the end zone. It was late, but I mean, Brian Hill was taking a lot of carries, so that is you know something to look at. Um, is he going to start seeding carries near the end of the game when it was you know it was it was girly through through most of it? But so far this season, three receptions for three yards, not great. Especially I mean, but everyone knows girly, you know, not really the same player he was two years ago. But no. eighty yards on fourteen carries, averaged almost six yards carry and a touchdown, fourteen and a half points in our league. Um, Obviously, a little lower than that. We have a half-point PPR, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's getting there. I mean, you're going to be hard, at least in our league, and I imagine a lot of leagues, um, especially in the 12-man format. Lots of people still trying to suss out what was some kind of running back room. Well, it was particularly frustrating. I watched all of that game, and you know, you saw Gurley getting wide open in the flat, and. Uh, Matt Ryan just had his eyes locked on Calvin Ridley oh. the entire game. I don't know how many targets Calvin Ridley had, but I swear it, it had to be over it's a lot. 25. He's had a lot so far this year, and that has been a huge uh, thing for him. I mean, he's been a fantasy. He's the number one fantasy receiver by a large margin. Uh, he had yeah, 13 targets. Um, so he's had over 10 targets every game. Five catches, 110 yards. This is the first game that he didn't get in the end zone, and also the first game he didn't get in the end zone twice, because the first two games... In twice, um, yeah, it, it does seem Calvin Ridley's there. I mean, Julio Jones week one. I mean, they, he was throwing it to everyone week one, but you know, Julio kind of fell off week two. You wonder maybe if Julio's days as Atlanta's number one receiver are coming up. But um, I, you know, boy, how soon does uh, what's their coaches? Uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, how... I mean, so not count like you don't even have to go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wait, but I mean, now two games. Giving up horrible and and also Alex, you should be excited about this because guess who Green Bay plays next week? Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, and they are going to put up some points because that defense can't. They they couldn't stop Mitch Trubisky for a bit, then they couldn't stop Nick Foles. They made Jimmy Graham look like it was like 2012 again. Green Bay, even if Devonta Adams doesn't play, I mean, you with Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, you've got to be excited. Yeah. yeah, they're going to put up some points. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm surprised Dan Quinn isn't fired yet, but honestly, I love it. Yeah, what a just like that's never happened twice in one season, let alone uh, yeah, second time in two weeks in a row, and he's still there. Man, we're fine. Yeah. Now I, I we'll see if he makes it through the season. I, I oh, he won't. 
I'm, I have a feeling they're not going to have a lead to lose against Green Bay, but like I said, stranger things have happened. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh, your team's looking good. And Alex, yeah, your team with your two Packers next week are going up against the number one guy in our league this year, and honestly, his team is hurting, so this could be a big one for you, but... Yeah, currently the really. yeah currently the number one guy in our league is uh, RB two is Sony Michelle, who did actually have a decent game, fourteen carries, hundred fourteen yards. But um, yeah, other than you know last week, of course, Tyler Lockett scored three goddamn touchdowns. Like that was perfect. Um, two of them from the one goddamn yard line. Like, uh, what about your boy for Seattle dropping that? Ooh, yeah. I mean, on Seattle, especially receivers. Yeah, I mean DK Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf is probably the the best pick of my draft so far, other than Dalvin Cook with my first pick. But, um, you know, even with that big drop, DK Metcalf still had a huge game. And honestly, had he caught it, I don't win anyway. I mean, it's, you know, gets me a little bit closer. But it's always fun. I mean, you want that. I mean, especially if you know you're going to lose, get some points for tiebreakers later on. But dipped out and knocked out of his hands. Also, my team last week, five turnovers. Five. Josh Allen fumbled and threw an interception. Dalvin Cook fumbled. Antonio Gibson fumbled. And, of course, DK Metcalf's, uh, you know, Don Beebe moment. Uh, that That is a fumble. I so imagine when Russell a lot Wilson of points on the field. gets mad, he's like when Ned Flanders gets mad. Mm-hmm. But I could visibly see him getting he's upset a <laughs> uh, after that drop. Uh, let's talk about your boy, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, let's first. talk about Leonard Fournette. Let's Leonard Fournette. Here's my issue with Leonard Fournette. I've got a lot of issues. I can't really drop him. And also, there's still a part of me that doesn't want to trade him because I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. But, I mean, last week, Denver's running defense, or rush defense is as good as advertised. Neither of them look good. Um, got to the one-yard line twice. What happened? Uh, two one-yard touchdown passes to Mike Evans. Talk about efficiency. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. But you're on the one-yard line. I mean, either A, you don't trust your run game at all, or B, you know you know who you're playing. Denver does have a very good run defense. Ronald Jones didn't look great either. Uh, he had a couple of nice gains, but it was, you know, end of the game. And honestly, my main problem is just like, because I was watching that game on a, on a game cast, because um, you know, we don't get that as a regional game, but... Um, Every other series, it was one running back, one running back, one running back, one running back. And I'm like, okay, you don't give them any time to establish any sort of rhythm. Um, And also, you're throwing the ball a lot, like a lot, a lot. And it is becoming like a a Tom Brady Patriots team, which I didn't think would happen. They threw the ball 38 times. Uh, I believe Leonard Fournette six carries for 15 yards and another two catches for four or five or something. So with the half-point PPR, that at least got me to two. But the guy I was playing had Malcolm Brown going. Malcolm Brown scores one. I'm like, all right, awesome. You know, Leonard Fournette, even if he just gets one in the end zone, I win that matchup. Still won the matchup, but by one point. So, woo. Um, Leonard Fournette, he's just the hardest one ever because, like, I can't really trade him. I mean... He doesn't have a ton of value, especially coming after that last game. But I also think he still has value. I, at some point in time, it's going to happen. It's just when. It will. He's the play in that backfield if you have him. But it's it's a backfield wow, I yeah. just would stay away from. I mean. Well, like I said, when I drafted him, he was the number one back in Jacksonville's backfield. So I wasn't too concerned about it then. But, I mean, honestly, it is starting to look like a Patriots team where they just utilize whatever and like they they kept saying on you know after they like well they're using the hot hand i'm like they can't use the hot hand because neither of them are hot or ice cold like 
Uh, yeah, Ronald Jones had 13 for 53. I know he had a 13-yard scamper at the like the end of that game. So I mean, that was just and the only reason it was him and not Fournette is because it was his turn. Like that was, just, I mean, that's it. He was just, it was one drive on Fournette, one drive Ronald Jones, back to Fournette, back to Jones, back to Fournette, back to Jones, and you know, and Ronald Jones finished with eight points, which I mean, compared to two, I'll take, but not great, not great from either of them. You know, it's. Playing against a good run defense, I mean, especially when you're playing against a good run defense, if you just, if you give both guys, you know, because, I mean, I'm taking off the last four carries for Ronald Jones because that was just, you know, run the clock out time. You give each guy five to eight carries, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you can't, you're, you know, just bashing your head against the wall. You aren't getting creative with it at all. Like, I, I don't know. But I'm going to hold on to Fournette. I'll probably sit him this week, and he'll score, like, 40 points because that's the way this goes. That's the frustrating part is yeah. it's going to be those games. Yeah, and it's, you know, he's just that guy. And it's the same with, I, I also have Mark Ingram drafted him in the fourth round, and now he's a part of a three-man rotation. I sat him the week he scored a touchdown. I didn't play him this week either. I went kind of back and forth with it and ended up starting Antonio Gibson, which was the right play. And honestly, he has not the best matchup this week, but I like him, and I'm rolling with him uh, moving forward, at least in my flex spot. But, um, yeah. Not super happy. I, I love my team. I, I love my team. There's a lot There's a lot of good on it. It's just getting it right. And also the last two games, I've gone up against guys who've had career games. So that's been awesome. Against you, Alex, they had Aaron Jones blown up. And then this week it was Tyler Lockett and uh, Pat, or Russell Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, I got Josh Allen starting. He's a top top five quarterback right now. And, and, and now, in my opinion, is, is an elite fantasy quarterback. And matchup proof. I mean, his first real test. Came out and balled out five touchdowns. You know, he had the interception, the fumble, but whatever. You know, got a rushing touchdown, uh, four passing touchdowns. Gotta like it. Or maybe it was two rushing touchdowns. I'm not 100% sure. I'll take either one. But I like my team a lot, but yeah, it's just getting there. So one and two, not out of it yet. A lot of season left. So. Speaking of tests, what do you think about the news today about the Tennessee Titans oh. failing a bunch of tests? Or coronavirus. Well, I mean, like I said, I, we all were texting about it, and I was really kind of, you know, having some fun with the situation. I, I don't think the season's going to end because of that. But I don't know, think the season's going to end. I think it yeah. would take, like, ten deaths. Ten deaths. <laughs> Only ten? <laughs> I think they might. If they have to delay games, they'll just... They, I can see the Super Bowl getting pushed to fucking May or something, pardon my language. But, uh, no, I, I think they're going to play on Sunday anyway. Uh, I just... Fantasy-wise, I mean, would you avoid anybody? I mean, I, for obvious reasons, you'd avoid players from Minnesota, but Pittsburgh, Tennessee, would you avoid playing anybody, or are you just going to trust what ESPN and well, like Lee right now, which is they're going forward? Well, I happen to have uh, Janine Smith for Tennessee and Dalvin Cook for Minnesota, so um, just hoping that Dalvin Cook doesn't get coronavirus because if so, I'm uh, primed for another loss this week, but... You know, at this point, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it just kind of depends on how they're going to move forward with it because I know they canceled, like, in-person activities and, like, are you going to practice? Or, you know, is that a situation where they cancel a game, push a game? Like, I don't know. I mean, and obviously you'd know that before game time, obviously, but um, finding, you know, replacements for dudes at that point in time, probably not the easiest. But, I mean, we can look through some people. we got some waiver wire stuff coming up. So, I mean, if, if it does happen... There are some guys sitting around that are very good, especially, like I said, I have Janu Smith for Tennessee. I've got a couple. This, is, this season is tight end rich, so a couple of tight ends. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm from, 
previous seasons. Josh? Um, you look like you got something to say. Well, to follow up on that, um, they had talked about the Minnesota Vikings. All, all the players got tested. All the tests came back negative. So I'm fairly confident that Minnesota, I don't know who they play next week. Um, they play um, Houston. Houston. I think that game's going forward for sure. Yeah. The the Pittsburgh um, Tigers. Regardless, they still probably won't practice, and neither will Tennessee. Mm-hmm. No. Until the game. But um, to quote Allen Iverson, practice. Talking about practice? <laughs> Did Allen uh, Iverson just walk into the room? Is Allen Iverson here right now? Uh, friend of the pod. Uh, Gotta love. We have a lot of po- a lot of pod friends. Our, but... our first celebrity guest. Wait a minute. I thought our first celebrity guest was Jack Collinsworth. I actually finally learned his name, <laughs> or rather, took the time to remember it. Katie Collinsworth. Baby Collinsworth. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, like I said, at this point, I'm not too terribly concerned. Um, well, there's like five executives and three players, so I hope the players are fine. I hope the executives. You know, a, who cares? A, I hope they have a you know a struggle. I'm kidding. I, I don't I don't want that. Um, but yeah, speaking of, um, if you do have some issues, like many teams do, speaking of Minnesota, Justin Jefferson blew up this week. Uh-huh. Only rostered in 31 percent of leagues, 175 yards and a touchdown. If they do play, he is probably going to be the biggest waiver wire pickup this week. Not a ton of running backs. Like, I mean, last week you had Devonta Freeman and some other guys. Obviously, Devonta Freeman, few days with the team, wasn't really expecting a whole lot, didn't do a whole lot um, in a terrible, terrible loss to San Francisco. But uh, Justin Jefferson, probably the, uh, the cream of the crop this week as far as waiver wires. Uh, also, another guy, uh, Green Bay Packers, Alan Lazard. That dude, the lizard, had the himself lizard. a game. Of the, they haven't, I mean, they haven't called him the lizard on like a, a broadcast yet, and I feel that's like a really hanging fruit there. Yeah, they're really missing, missing. That's a, a real missed opportunity. Right? Real oversight, Joe Bud. Make me interact together, Troy Aikman. But he is only rostering forty nine percent of leagues. Last week, one hundred and forty six yards and a touchdown. Obviously, uh, caught the two big bombs. Stumble a little bit, probably could have had a bigger game if he got in the end zone in that first one, but would have been his first multi-touchdown game. It's still 146 yards and a touchdown. Can't sniff that at it. What? Can't sniff that at it. What? <laughs> John, uh, New gonna... t-shirt. <laughs> let me ask a follow-up question to yeah. that. You got Marquez Valdez Scantling. I do. Devontae uh, Adams is coming back probably mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. Um, but between the two of them, who do you think's the better play going forward, Lazard or Marquez Valdez Scantling? Lazard, I think that's that's easy. Um, Marquez had one catch for five yards. He has looked better, um, but you know, I think last season and this season, Lazard finished strong last year, and obviously, I mean, this season he's he's ranked pretty highly for not really being. I, I believe he was a re, if he, was he even drafted in our league. I don't even know if he was drafted. Lazard, yeah, he's yeah, he I mean, late, I think. I know he was, uh, he, someone started. Oh, because we just week. made the lizard jokes. Yeah. Well, I know he started uh, for Georgia's team this week um, and was a good play, even though Georgia's team was awful. But, I mean, week one, he had a touchdown, four for 63. Week three, three for 45. A little bit of a drop-off, but then this week blew up. I mean, obviously, once Devontae Adams come back, comes back, you're going to see some regression in those numbers. But, I mean... Honestly, yeah. If, if you're looking for if you, any other receiver other than Devontae Adams in that uh, that particular wide receiver room, Lazard is the 
the easy choice. I don't think Marcus Valdez Scantling at this point. I don't even know if really worthy of a roster spot. I mean, I'm I'm gonna hold on to him just in case because like I said it could pick up, but. He's, you know, a deep ball guy, and he's a deep ball guy that has trouble catching deep balls. So, you know, it, it happens. But, yeah, Lazard's obviously the guy to go for that moving forward. Once again, only rostered 49% of leagues, which is kind of crazy after week one. Um, another guy, 23% of leagues, he's available. He's not available in our league. Jeff Wilson Jr., running back for the 49ers, uh, was on the field for 23 snaps, which is really good. I mean, obviously, when Mostert comes back, that's going to that's gonna dwindle, but... 15 rushing yards, not great, but 54 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. So pretty solid. And like I said, obviously Mostert's not coming back next week. So 23% of leagues, if you're looking for a running back who can fill a spot, obviously it could be bang or bust, but the way he played this week, 23 snaps, feeling pretty good. Uh, another 49er, Brandon Ayuk, uh, only rostering 28% of leagues. I believe I drafted and dropped him because he was hurt. Uh, but eight targets, five receptions for 70 yards, and then another 31 yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. So another pretty solid game. And they do find some ways to get some players some weird, uh, weird touchdowns on that team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, here a uh, running back well, catching. You run into the same problem with the Niners yeah. that you run into with all these other teams we're talking uh-huh. about, where it seems to be famine and too many cooks spoil the broth. And also, you know, I, that Mullins kid had a good game, right? But mm-hmm. still, well, I mean, look at that. I mean, the Giants. Can't really got, trust. I mean, you know, the Giants just got Giants obliterated. Giants. I mean, yeah, the Giants get obliterated, and they were playing against Nick Mullins, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, whoever is playing wide receiver for them right now. I think the 49ers are on their third string tight end. George Kittle is out, and Jordan Reed now is on the three week IR for an knee sprain. He's going to be out probably six to eight weeks. So. Of course, they're playing Philly next week. Yeah, so, so you know, they'll probably get another win. Yeah, get another win there. Uh, another guy who, honestly, uh, Patriots backfield, Rex Burkhead exploded. Um, 49 rushing yards, 49 receiving yards, hero. three total Sex touchdowns. Burkhead. And keep in mind, Cam Newton only threw 28 passes last week. Ten of those passes were directed towards Rex Burkhead. Obviously, James White isn't playing. He's most likely going to come back next week, so you're going to see that dwindle. But, I mean, it's the Patriots. He had a big game, so maybe they decide to continue giving the ball. I would be a little more iffy on this one, but he is only rostered in 10% of the league. So if you're looking for someone to fill some fill some void, uh, I mean, you could do worse. Uh, another running back, the bane to Josh's existence, Brian Hill. Uh, hadn't really done anything up to this point. This week, nine carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown, and a one catch for 22 yards, only within 2% of leagues. And he is available in our league also. I yeah. don't think he will be uh, after tomorrow, though. Uh, another guy Alex actually picked up last week, Miles Gaskin. Oh, Probably the difference in that. Yeah, I mean, he's not. You know, I think last week was all my players yeah. except for really Rodgers and Jones. And Jones didn't even score that. I mean, he scored like 14, which was probably the highest score other than Rodgers. Everybody else scored about 10 across the board, which was eh, just enough to get me over. But yeah. Gaskin scored 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, and Gaskin, projection. I don't think Gaskin's going to, you know blow up and score you 40 at all but I mean a solid contributor especially if you're running back and you like your team was not bad only 47% of leagues uh, he's owned and also this week he has a matchup against uh, the Seattle Seahawks which is pretty much any game that they're playing in you're just going to assume it's going to be high scoring because Seattle's defense is completely ravaged with injuries and just no good 
So could be a solid pickup in those. But Seattle yeah, also might go up big. Yeah, that's the other thing. But then Miles Gas, Miles Gaskin is has fifteen running mm-hmm. back targets. So obviously, even if they do, I still think he's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tight end position, man, like it is deep, deep, deep. Like I said, if you are desperate and need some running backs, and you have Travis Kelsey, or you have George Kittle, or you have. One of the, like, Zach Ertz is the other one, and you're looking for a trade, yeah, honestly. Zach Ertz has been a little underwhelming. So underwhelming. Far, but he's the literally the only guy to catch passes in Philadelphia now, because they're yeah. all her. Dallas Godert's on IR. More like Dallas and yeah. Zach Ertz. They might be getting a... More like uh, Dallas Gogert. Gogert. They might be getting Alshon Jeffrey back this week. Big. Woohoo. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Everybody's oh, hurt. I always like Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, I do, too. I, I just, you know... He's 30 and hasn't really done a whole lot in a while, but, uh, but honestly, <laughs> uh, no comment. Got um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dallas Godard out uh, with injury. Jordan Reed, of course, out with injury. George Kittle, I believe, is questionable this week. Uh, has been out for two weeks now. Um, so, you know, still there, but um, Moali Cox, Ooh. last week, 111 yards. Best some, name in football for me Give me, me right some now. more Alley Cox, baby. Last week, 111 yards. This week, followed it up. With three catches for 50 yards Malali and a touchdown. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, <laughs> only under 9% of leagues. Three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown this week. Obviously, Jack Doyle is still out. Um, have to see how that goes. Uh, no, the week. Doyle, Doyle played last. Oh, Doyle did Sunday. play. Yeah. Oh, well Just then. Not very well. And uh, Grab Moelle Cox because he's super talented. And another guy a who, large man. Yeah, the Bears, uh, Falcons, uh, like I said earlier, Jimmy Graham. Uh, six catches, yeah. sixty yards for two touchdowns. He's nine, not bad throughout the yeah, first three games. Nine targets, and honestly, I'm not ready to you know crown them you know the champion of the world or anything. But I mean, Nick Foles looked good. Obviously, they were playing a terrible, terrible. Pass and what's his name? Maggie finally made the right decision, yeah. which is just yeah, we're not playing Trubisky. Mm-hmm. It took him. Two and a half games too long. They didn't have to lose a game to figure it out. Yeah, but, right? They're you know. 3-0, and the Bears. 3-0, and which is, I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward. But, hey, they're 3-0 and right now. I mean, honestly, the Bears is probably the <laughs> perfect spot for Foles because he doesn't have to do too much. I mean, yeah. they're not expecting him to set anything on fire. They'll just be competent, which they haven't had. In, you know, they had maybe one year of Cutler being competent. But other than that, like, they have a good team. Yeah. Well, and I have yep. seen somebody's not gonna shit his pants. Well, and honestly, like I said, Foles, Foles last year. I mean, like honestly, went to Jacksonville, got that shoulder injury, throwing that touchdown pass in his like first game in Jacksonville. I mean, like, the dude still got some game, and obviously he showed it. He looked looked really yeah. good. I mean, not that that crazy like steal away interception pass to Allen Robinson that could have really gone either way. I mean, so he had that one interception, but honestly, that I think depending on who was you know repping that game could have. You know, called that as easily a touchdown as it as it was called an interception. But Allen Robinson blew up. I mean, it's just like all these players that are like really talented are, you know, it looked good. I mean, Allen Robinson, that poor that poor son of a bitch, been playing with that loser for <laughs> three years, and dude's super super talented. Uh, I've loved him ever since in Jacksonville. He actually, you know, kept me afloat a few years ago um, when he played for Jacksonville. Had that big big season, but. I don't know. It's a uh, yeah, new new day, but uh, yeah, those are my uh, those are my waiver wires this week, guys. A little little a uh, little lighter than last week. Not as many exciting uh, exciting pickups, but I mean, if you feel comfortable starting a New England Patriots running back, then go ahead and pick up Rex Burkett. I mean, I'm sure it'll be just 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 fine. 
Um, yeah, guys, uh, any other thoughts on waivers? Um, you know, uh, what do you think, John, about Detroit saying this week that Adrian Peterson is their full-time starter? Uh, I mean, it was probably bound to happen anyway, but um, I think it's... Uh, Worth a flex play in a deep league? or Absolutely. Uh, especially... Whoops, I just dropped my own drink. Um, the, yeah, the gentleman, our buddy Mark, who has Adrian Peterson in our league, um, has him on his bench. The I mean, gentleman. Honestly, like for a bye week, and like I said, if he were on my team, he'd be starting. So um, I'd feel a lot more comfortable rolling with him than I would with uh, uh, Leonard Fournette or Mark Ingram at this point. But he has, you know, a low low ceiling. I don't think sure. he's... He's not going to rush for, you know, 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns or anything. But honestly, uh, Detroit got a big win. Uh-huh. Shocking against the team that they got it against. But, hey, a win's a win. Um, what did Adrian Peterson finish with this week? No. Um, you have to bring that up. Let's bring it up. Well, who knows? I don't actually wait next time. Wait next time. I just had it. All right. Uh, 22 carries, 75 yards, one catch for 10. Um, still hasn't gotten the end zone this season, but 22 carries. I mean, yeah. that's <sighs> hard, to, hard to, you know. I mean, Green Bay, of course, only had seven carries for 41, but, I mean, they were losing that game pretty bad by, by the third quarter. Uh, Chicago, week one, 14 carries for 93 yards. I mean, so the dude still has game. Like, mm. honestly, he still has some game left. So, I mean... Honestly, at this point, if he were on my team, he'd be starting. But, um, yeah, if you got him, smoke him if you got him. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually doing a new, fun, little thing this week. Uh, Josh, why don't you take it away? Yeah, this is a new segment uh, that I call Fantasy Court. Judge Weiner presiding. Uh, I'm going to throw some names out there, some uh, starts at running back, wide receiver, and uh, quarterback. And I'm going to assign their clients to Mr. Counselor Lenowski and Counselor Birch. And so to kick it off... (laughs) All right. To start things off, case of... Henderson v. Johnson. Uh, Mr. Birch, your client is Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 carries last week, 114 yards, one touchdown. Going up against the Giants next week. Mr. Lenoski, good to see you in court again. Thanks, Judge Josh. <laughs> your client, David Johnson. Notice how I'm referring to your name. <laughs> your client, you watch yourself, Counselor. Your client, Objection. David. Your client, David. Sustained. <laughs> Uh, okay. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, opposing counsel. Wait a minute. Uh, this is a kangaroo court. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, I'll call the kangaroo courts in here, Judge Josh. Uh, your client, David Johnson, uh, has not had a great start to the season. Uh, last week, 13 carries for 23 yards. Not great efficiency, but did get in for one touchdown. Going up against Minnesota next week. Uh, gentlemen, I'll start with you, Mr. Birch. Uh, plead your case for starting Mr. Henderson. Uh, at this point, uh, and this is what's shocking, the person who has Darrell Henderson in our league didn't start them this week after last week. Um, if you have him on your on your uh, roster and you're not starting at this point, and this may not be accepted in your courtroom, but they are a uh, total, complete uh, dumb-dumb. Uh, 
coming off a 12-carry, 81-yard game against Philadelphia with a touchdown, two catches for 40 yards. A little less than that in the the reception category the next week. And when I say a little less, I mean one last catch, 34 less yards. Uh, one catch for six, but uh, the efficiency's there. Uh, 20 carries, 114 yards, 5.7 uh, yard per carry average coming off a game where it was 6.8. Um, kind of weird after week one, three carries for six yards, and Malcolm Brown kind of came out. Malcolm Brown, a big waiver wire pickup. He is an afterthought, and I don't even think he's rosterable unless you're really hoping Darrell Henderson gets hurt. Um, unless you have Darrell Henderson, I'd say no Malcolm Brown. But um, yeah, Darrell Henderson also has a matchup this week against the New York Giants, who have given up the 10th most uh, points to running backs. And I see them running the ball a lot after being up big in this game. If you've got Darrell Henderson, you're not smarting. I almost said smarting them. You've got Darrell Henderson this week. And I'm about to call people dumb, even though I can't talk. If you don't have Darrell Henderson this week and you're not starting him. If you don't have Darrell Henderson this week and you're not starting him, you are dumb. If you have Darrell Henderson this week and Ladies you are starting him, you suck. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Uh, objection. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Lenowski. Uh, thank you. My opposing counsel can barely, uh, speak. He's so flustered with his terrible case. Now, I have David Johnson. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm gonna fumble through my papers here. Do you know who that is? Before we start, do you know who David Johnson is? Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, well, Hayes had a slow start of the year, but, um, I mean... He's had two weeks with, week one had 17 and a half, week two had 11, not terrible. I mean, you know, he drafted him number one, but also I don't think Houston, they play Minnesota this week, who's lousy. They got Jacksonville after that. They got, I mean, they've got kind of a softer schedule moving forward. They're going to win some games. You'd assume they would have to. Um, and I, no, David Johnson, you know, I think they'll figure out, I think we'll get their offense under their feet a little more, and they just, and they played Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Those are three yeah, a tough one. Tough games, and in two of those games, he didn't, you know, looked pretty good. Didn't have too many catches, but wasn't doing nothing. I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, um, but I'm going to say that uh, my opposing counsel is uh, an idiot and a drunk and <laughs> should be disbarred. And, not wrong. Um, I rest my case. Well, you both uh, made excellent cases and represented your clients admirably. Um, you know, this is a tough decision, but I'm going to have to give this one to Mr. Henderson, uh, mostly because of the New York Giants, uh, who are just a bit. I had nothing to do with it. And I think he would Objection, be... speculation. All right. But I had nothing to do with it. Thanks. Case, case has been decided. <laughs> Moving on to the next item in the docket, we have... Um, Wide receiver starts, and these are some deep plays here, uh, people who might be on your waiver wire. Uh, we talked a bit about uh, Brandon Ayuk, had a big blow-up game last week, rookie uh, wide receiver. Uh, five catches, 70 yards, no touchdowns. He's going up against Philadelphia. He did have a rushing touchdown, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, did have a rushing touchdown, which interesting. Just my case for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is assigned to you, Mr. Lenoski. Mr. Birch. You have Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, hasn't hasn't blown uh, any doors off so far this season. Might be dropped in a few leagues. Uh, probably not uh, on a lot of waiver wires, but uh, could be on some. Uh, three for fifty-one last week. No touchdowns. Going up against New Orleans this week. Uh, I'll start off with you, Mr. Wanowski. 
State your case. Thanks, Judge Josh. Um, my case is pretty clear. This is a young man who, uh, I believe it's his first year in the league. New got new, kind of good offense, but an offense that's had a lot of injuries. Uh, but still has a pretty, uh, weak schedule. Plays Philly this week, Miami the week after. Uh, and with a lot of injuries comes a lot of opportunity for Mr. Ayuk. Uh, to really blow the doors off of the NFL and I'll say it, the United States in general. Uh, no, I think he, you know, I, he's available in our league, and I think you can pick him up after the week he had last week. I, you know, I don't think he's gonna get. I think he's only. I think it's only gonna go up. I mean, it's not gonna get into flex play until later, later down the line. If you, but if you need that help, I would. I'd take him over the piece of trash that you have. Mr. Lewinsky, let me interject a question. How do you feel about the prospect of uh, George Kittle coming back? Well, Your Honor, George Kittle could come back. This is all speculation. This is all hearsay. This is all kangaroo court. No, I mean, obviously, this stuff will go down to Kittle comes back. But, I mean, they're still, even if Kittle does come back and he becomes a solid wide option, I mean, you know, that's a good score. It's a good offense. They went went to the Super Bowl last year, like – the, the only problem I would say is what I said earlier, which is, you know, backup quarterback or starting quarterback is not even, like, you know, the best quarterback in the world anyway. But still, they're a good team. They have a weaker schedule. I'd say go with them. Very and good. don't listen to anything that John says. Thank you, Mr. Lenowski. Mr. Birch. Case closed. Rebuttal? <sighs> uh, well, um, Marvin Jones is actually rostered 93.8% of the AFC in the league. So, still, still around. Still hanging around. Um... You know, hasn't really blown the doors off. Uh, kind of a, you know, even with Kenny Galladay out, which is, you know, kind of strange. Kenny Galladay did play this last week, though. Like to cross-examine the witness at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that'd be great. Uh, three catches for 51 Brandon. yards. Not playing great, but honestly, they have a great matchup this week. New Orleans, you know, has looked good at some points, but last week, I mean, without Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers ripped them to shreds. Now is Matt Stafford Aaron Rodgers? No. But he can throw the ball. And I think these games are going to be high scoring. So, honestly, if you've got a wide receiver on the stand, I believe he's got an 8-5 projection. And, you know, you're not feeling so great about your flex play if you don't have a good running back. I think he's a, a solid flex play this week. I mean, the guy in our league who has him uh, has Devontae Parker. Um, in that case, I'd probably go with Parker. But, you know, in a lot of other cases, you know, and once again, my team, Christ, I'd probably take him at this point for the flex spot, honestly. But, um like him, like that team, and Marvin Jones does it. He, Marvin Jones does some of his better work, like you know, later on in the season too. So he always kind of gets there. He's always kind of around, and I think he's I think he's primed to have a, a you know a plus ten week this week. Honestly, I think this is a good matchup for him. So I feel comfortable rolling forward with Marvin Jones. Uh, counselor, let me ask you two questions. Yes. One, what is the decal on the side of Marvin Jones's helmet? Uh, the lion. Hmm. Question two. In what city does Marvin Jones play professional football most of the time? Uh, I believe that the majority of his uh, playing time in the last couple of years has taken place in the city of Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. So you then would call him a Detroit Lion, is that right? I would. I rest my case. Well, gentlemen, I think (laughs) I'm ready to make my ruling. After careful deliberation... uh, Mr. Birch, you make a great point that 
Matt Stafford can throw a football. Uh, he is capable of doing that. However, <laughs> he's, 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 having a little fun. He's got an arm. However, broken or whatever. Judges having a good time making fun of us for doing his segment. Uh, Mr. Lasky makes an excellent point that he does, in fact, play for the Lions. I am entering my verdict in favor of Mr. Ayuk. 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 Lock it in. Lock it in. All right, final, final case on today's docket. Uh, afternoon golf outing that I need to get to. A uh, little bit different question here. Um, two quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, right now, Deshaun Watson's QB 18. Uh, very uh, not what you drafted him for at this point in the, in the game. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, a pleasant surprise if you picked him up. Uh, you know, in the twelfth round of uh, your draft. Uh, Mr. Lenoski, I'm giving you uh, Mr. Roethlisberger's case, and Mr. Birch, we'll be handing the case of Mr. Watson. Oh, I've, I've had, I've been defending Ben Roethlisberger in court for years. <laughs> He's my biggest client. <laughs> I mean, he's literally made a living off of him. He's a large man. Question is, gentlemen, who would you rather have for the remainder of the season? I'll start with you, Mr. Birch. Well, I mean. I don't really have a choice. Yeah, you, you told Watson. us which one we had to pick. Uh, but the person I got would be the one I would want for the remainder of the season. Um, whoever does scheduling must hate uh, the Texans because, man, they got uh, the, the deep bone um, starting against Kansas City, then, then Baltimore, and then Pittsburgh. Um, That's a tough but, one. You know, uh, numbers aren't great. 67% completion, 792 uh, four touchdowns and three picks, especially with the way other quarterbacks are just blowing up. Um, but obviously, Deshaun Watson is—he's young, he's athletic, he has all the ability in the world, both throwing and running. The running numbers really aren't there yet either. Only 12 carries for 49 yards and one touchdown. I think that's not going to maintain the rest of the season. Um, I think he's going to finish um, at least a top 10 fantasy quarterback, if not a top five. Uh, there's still a lot of season left. I like him a lot. Only, you know, it is kind of telling that, you know, it's first season without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I remember all of us making fun of uh, the first broadcast, the first uh, that Kansas City-Houston game to start the season when uh, someone was talking about uh, on the, the pregame thing. They were like, well, obviously, I think the Texans are going to be better without I think it was our buddy Chris Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be better because they won't know where he's going all the time. It's like, okay, yeah, take away an all-world receiver. It's obviously hurt his production. But uh, got Randall Cobb in the mix. He scored a touchdown last week. I mean, Brandon Cooks, you know, if he can you know, start start breaking away a little bit and start working David Johnson out of the backfield, I, I would feel comfortable starting, especially now. I mean, going into this, you know, and Alex already kind of alluded to the schedule with David Johnson. But, yeah, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Get a little tough one with Tennessee. Green Bay, obviously you can put points up against Green Bay. Uh, then a bye week and then Jacksonville again. So, you know, they could they could string together – a few wins here. I mean, Tennessee's not unbeatable. I mean, Minnesota almost took them down. So I, I feel I feel confident that Deshaun Watson is going to finish at least in the top ten fantasy quarterback. Excellent points, Mr. Lewandowski. Your Honor, what were we saying earlier about teams that were doing well so far in this young, disease-riddled season? Consistency, being together for an amount of time, helped Kansas City. I think we all think. It's helped them so far. It's helped some teams. It's hurt other teams that don't have it. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have, in 
this quarterback who's been their quarterback for I think fifty six years. Um, yes, yeah, that's correct. And the second longest tenured coach. A lot of consistency there, and they're very good. Uh, I know he was hurt last year, but their defense is incredible. Um, and they, he, you know, you get old ass quarterbacks like you know you think of uh, Manning before his very last year before he went off a cliff, but like you get an old ass quarterback, you surround him with a good team, and you keep him protected, and you'll be fine. I mean, I know Houston might have a more favorable schedule than they've had so far going forward, but you know. Pittsburgh has to play Baltimore twice, but they also get to play Cleveland twice. They're up against Philly uh, in two weeks. They play Cincinnati a couple times, obviously. They play Jacksonville. Um, they play the Washington Leapskins. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, you, you, he's an old time. Like, he's not as exciting as Watson. And you can't really say that he's never gotten injured, even though most of his career he was pretty consistent and stuff until last year. But, you know, I just, you get, a, Pittsburgh's a better team, and, uh, you know, you have that old-ass big quarterback that isn't going to, ain't going to make a lot of mistakes, isn't going to ruin it for you. I, I, go with, go with Ben. Go, trust, they call him Big Ben. Big Ben is a clock. He's like a watch. You can set your watch to. Wait a minute, they call him Big Ben because of the Shut clock. up, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Wait a minute. I just thought it was because he was large and his name was Ben. Well, uh, gentlemen, I I believe this is a tough one. Um, tough case. I'm going to have to give this one to Mr. Lenoski as well. Ooh, I'm uh, a little shocked by that. I, I, by a narrow margin, uh, I've been impressed by what I've seen from uh, Big Ben this season and not with what I've seen from Deshaun Watson, despite their schedule, and I understand that. But um, he just looks like he's lost out there without his boy DeAndre Hopkins. So... With that, gentlemen, I hope they still talk on the phone. <laughs> I bet they do. This session of Fantasy Court is adjourned. That was fun. I enjoyed that, even though I, I lost two out of one. Uh, I really thought you were going to get one. Uh, <laughs> I lost two out of one. That's right. That's. I mean, that's a weird way of saying it, but it's still a correct that's way of crazy. saying it. That's crazy. It's still correct. Uh, all right, boys. Um, Kind of getting on the part of the show where let's do... Some starts. Let's do some sits. And let's do some sleepy boys. Who are you starting? Y'all ready? Guys, this week, start of the week, quarterback, Dak Prescott. Uh, How can you not like Dak Prescott this week? Uh, Even in a loss, even in all the losses, even in the wins, uh, they're throwing all over the field. They've got three guys who might go over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, Zeke Elliott catching passes out of the backfield. I know Josh loves him. Uh, he's on his team, hated him until he started doing well, and then he likes him again, um, because that's the way. Well, Josh also really hates Campbell's chunky suit. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's why he hated Donovan McNabb so much. I think Cleveland, uh, the uh, Cleveland-Dallas game, I mean, just for how bad Dallas' offense is, it could be another shootout, but uh, Dak Prescott on the ground, now three rushing touchdowns, five passing touchdowns. Uh, I think they're going to throw the ball all over Cleveland. Would you say that Dak is back? I would say Dak is back, honestly. I think he's back, even though this is two pretty solid outings, but I would say that, Alex. Uh, Running back, guys, James Robinson, this kid from Jacksonville, kind of came out of nowhere and now is probably one of the more consistent 
running backs in the league. Um, and I know in our scoring, uh, 27 points last week. Hard to beat that. Um, I like the matchup this week, too, honestly. I, I like the matchup. And honestly, when you start to see guys and how many touches they're getting, some guys are just, you know, I think matchup-proof a little early. They're playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati, obviously, not a great team. Got that tie. We didn't even talk about that tie. We can talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, got that tie. But, yeah, he's coming off a uh, two 16-carry games, a uh, little less this last time. Uh, but he added six catches for 83 yards, also two rushing touchdowns. Um, I like James Robinson this week as my start of the week at running back. Start of the week at wide receiver, uh, actually one of Alex's boys, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, had a big stat line a couple weeks ago, kind of faded again last week. Now he's playing the Dallas Cowboys, who, much like the Seattle Seahawks, can't cover anything at all. I imagine they couldn't cover their grill if they had a grill cover with which to cover it. Um, yeah, I just honestly, this one is pretty much just based on how bad Dallas's uh, pass defense is. But if you got OBJ and uh, you're feeling a little... Well, if you after last week, lock him in. He's going to start. He's going to be great. Uh, my tight end star of the week this week is actually Jimmy Graham, guy we talked about earlier, who's still available in a ton of leagues. He's, uh, he's only rostered in 9% of leagues. Um, looked great. Um, has a solid matchup this week. Honestly, uh, I would roll with it. Um, also, this season, and I know I said at the top, this season is tight end rich. Normally, you have a hard time filling that spot, but... This year, there are guys kind of all over the place, um, but I like Jimmy Graham a lot this week, start of the week. Um, sits. Oh, the sits. Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, the top two actually happen to be my team quarterback this week, and mind you, I have Josh Allen, so I'm going to worry about him. Carson Wentz, uh, all the injuries are just Jalen Rager out, uh, Deshaun Jackson out, Dallas Goddard out, um, maybe... Uh, Alshon Jeffrey back, maybe. Um, there's just not enough, not enough weaponry there for him. Um, you know, he's got a running back and a tight end to throw the ball to. I am sitting Carson Wentz this week. Uh, my running back to the week, and honestly, this could bite me in the ass like it did a couple weeks ago. Leonard Fournette. Uh, that game, you know, that game last week, very good run defense. I need a couple more weeks, and I need to see them actually, you know, utilize him properly. Even in the big game, only 12 carries, got most of the points on the 46-yard touchdown. I am, uh, I am sitting Leonard Burnett this week. Uh, my sit of the week at wide receiver, Anthony Miller from the Chicago Bears, um, played a hell of a game uh, after uh, Nick Foles uh, took over the starting job. Um, can't deny that. Does have a little bit rougher of a matchup um, this week, and and you saw like week one had a had a good game, um, not great, um, but against better teams, I think you're going to see you know some of these Bears receivers start to fade a little bit. So I wouldn't get too excited with Anthony Miller. I know he's going to be a big. Uh, waiver wire pickup this week based on the matchup last week, but I am just not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, and I don't know if you're ready either. Um, but no, I would sit him this week. Uh, tight end this week. My sit of the week, tight end, Tyler Croft for the Buffalo Bills. Um, this one's a hard one, honestly. Um, Tyler Croft, I believe, had two touchdowns uh, this week. Uh, one to actually secure the game uh, at the end, win it for the Bills in a close one. Um, I just think there's too much too much available out there. I mean, Darren Waller had a bad week last week, but, I mean, he's still Darren Waller. 
Um, honestly, I think you can find someone with a little bit better of a matchup this week than Tyler Croft. Uh, sleepy boys, guys. Actually, some some some. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be my sleeper quarterback this week. Joe Burrow has a good pick. A yeah. great game and a tie. You know, not you know exactly what you want to see. Um, and let me pull up his stat sheet real quick because I neglected to write it down. Obviously, we're crushing it over here at the final fantasy. But um, obviously, finished in a hilarious tie, which I believe every single one of us uh, texting each other that day were just you know hoping, Ties rock. hoping, hoping, hoping uh, that there would be a tie in that game. Um, they're playing Jacksonville this week. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just ripped him to shreds. Uh, Joe Burrow now second straight 300-yard game. Uh, second straight game with no interceptions, moving the ball to on the ground. I mean, a little bit less this last week, but he can move. Um, so far, in you know, the last two weeks, 23 points and 20 to follow up against the Eagles. Playing Jacksonville this week, another one of those just terrible defenses. If you've got Joe Burrow and you're not feeling super confident, uh, or if you have Carson Wentz, like I said earlier, I'd roll Joe Burrow. Uh, sleeper tight end, Jordan Eakins, Houston Texans. Uh, young kid sitting behind Darren Fells. Um, so, you know, numbers aren't there, but honestly, I like, and what, I keep coming back to it, tight end rich this year. There are a lot of really solid tight ends. Jordan Akins obviously started the season with a big touchdown in week one against the Chiefs uh, last week. Uh, two for 28 against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has one of the better defenses, but against Baltimore in Week 2, put up seven catches for 55 yards on seven targets uh, for eight and a half, playing Minnesota this week. I like the matchup. Uh, my little sleepy boy, uh, Jordan Aikens. Uh, also, running back this week, my sleeper is Antonio Gibson. Uh, not the best matchup, but honestly, I feel like this kid is starting to get the amount of carries that you'd like to see. And when you start seeing that, guys can become matchup proof just based on how much they're getting the ball. He's gotten now two weeks in a row with some short touchdowns for being, you know, kind of a pass catcher in college, more of a receiver um, than a running back. He's getting the goal line carries. He's getting between the 20s carries. Um, still not all there, and Washington's not the best team, but I'm liking Antonio Gibson a lot this week. He will be my sleeper at running back. Boys. Fun week, huh? Oh, yeah. Fun it's going to be fun, baby. Uh, finishing out, I have a couple of trivia questions for you guys one each i have one for you too let's do it uh guys some fun facts about the team well about the team about teams in the nfl uh josh the cowboys are currently on a streak of having five plus prime time games a season how many years in a row now have they had five plus prime time games a season how many years mm-hmm. kind of they have? They are currently in the middle of the longest such streak ever. Oh, uh, boy. Having five plus primetime games. Mm-hmm. So, do I get it again? Yeah, if he gets it wrong, why not? I'm sure he's going to take about 25 minutes. I want to say three. Okay, you're going to say three. Alex? Three years of five plus primetime games? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say 18. 18. Well, Price is right. Rules close without going over. Josh wins. It's currently 15 years in a row. 15 years, five plus. Now, to follow up with that question, the Miami Dolphins are currently on the longest streak since 1970 to only have one primetime game a season. Alex, how many seasons have they only had one primetime game? 
They've had the longest streak since 1970. And it's still going this year because they just played their one primetime game of the season. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to say seven. Seven? Josh? Uh, I'm going to say five. Five. Everyone went over it. Three years. That makes sense. Yeah, not as much. Uh, Alex, what you got? Well, as this is technically the tenth year of our fantasy football league... Uh, give me one moment. I'm gonna open up uh, a beverage real quick. You can. You could have done it while I was talking. I wouldn't have been offended. Um, just cover my bases. We're just do. We're. I just have a little throwback to fantasy football past for you. Let's hear it. I want you to tell me who had a nine-game touchdown streak uh, from September 16th, 2012, to November 18th, 2012. Nine games, ten touchdowns. What? Can I get the position? Um, I will tell you they were catching touchdowns. They're all reception touchdowns. Okay. Um, 2012. I'm going to say Jimmy Graham. Do you have a guess, Josh? You were in the league then. I do not. Jimmy Graham is incorrect. He's still playing the league if you want one more guess. Hmm. Well, Jimmy Graham's still playing the league. Too. I know, but it's not um, Jimmy Graham. So 2012. Stop it. 2012, 10 games, and you said you, they were all catching touchdowns. Uh-huh. It's probably a wider Nine games, touchdown. 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nine games, 10 touchdowns. Not 10 games. Uh, that was some of our studio foam falling to the floor. Um, I'm going to guess, you know, I'm going to stick with the Saints. Marquez Colston? Adriel, Jeremiah Green, AJ Green. Ah, AJ Green, that makes sense too. I just got the, I got stuck on that because uh, you I said because you said he was catching touchdowns. So I was like, why wouldn't you just say wide receiver or tight end? So I assumed you meant a tight end. But uh, Marcus Colson, remember him? I love that dude. I also never knew his first name was Adriel. I didn't either. It's a, Adriel. It's a good Adriel name. Jeremiah is a good, it's a great name. strong name. Great name, great name, great name, great player. Um, yeah, guys, uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, How many receptions does AJ Green have this year? Uh, not a lot. Uh, Ooh, can I guess? Yes. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to say 15. I'm going to say like 8. Oof. Uh, according to the Price is Right rules, John wins, but I'm going to give it to Josh because it's 13. Mm. 116 yards, zero touchdowns. Yeah, not looking so good. Uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, guys, that is time. Uh, been super fun. Uh, glad you guys could be here with me again, always. Alex, Josh, love you. Yo, John, Josh, right. good ten. Uh, once again, would like to thank Gunter Volker from the band Jack Hotel for the incredible theme song that you're going to hear the outro of here very soon. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at what is our Twitter handle? At the FF Pod is our Twitter handle. Um, also, going to be right. on Facebook uh, this week. That is right. I know. I wrote it down. Um, yeah, have some fun and. Good luck, fantasying. Go heat. Go heat. Go heat.